Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Miami has a dolphin. Seventh, two 2019 and welcome to episode number 142 of the wcws radio network's weekly pop culture review show this is wcws outside the ropes once again ladies and gentlemen this is mr wcws chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to course to talk about of course all of the, everything going on in the world of pop culture music movie sports you name it we will definitely talk about it here and here to, and here to quote, tell me uh do the play-by-play here, folks. We do have, <clears throat> of course, first off, I will mention, of course, a 2015 and 17 uh, US Hall of Also, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, the Iceman, JD, Jared Duomo here with us here tonight. And now just coming in on the line here, folks, of course, our, the first 2016 WCWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon as well on Talk Show. It is the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, let's first off, as they welcome, welcome to JD and John hey. on what should be a very promising evening here on episode 142 of Outside the Ropes. Good to be here. Likewise. Absolutely. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we'll be bringing some stories courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Of course, in the world of, like I said, movies, music, sports, pop culture, you name it. Also, ladies and gentlemen, JDB Brandis, of course, with sports headlines as well as the Fox Office Report for the past week. We'll also get to hear from the Human Suplex Machine about his thoughts and opinions about everything you're being talked about. And then, of course, the last little bit, of course, a bit of the show, we will have, of course, our Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge. It'll be either some movie trivia questions or, of course, some uh, family feud surveys. Of the 
happen here after everything is taking place here tonight. Be care to join us and listen in on episode 142 of Outside of the Ropes tonight, folks. Feel free to give us a call, 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 141-3870-POUND. And check that one if you want to comment on anything and everything that you want to talk about here this evening. I guess I guess John is John is checking out something at Walmart. I don't know, but I mean, uh, 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 okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, sir. Let's go and get things right down here to it. Uh, get, right, let's get things right down, right down to the nitty gritty here. There you go. I'll say it in a minute. We do first off I want to thank for Mania for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows each and every week. That is, of course, including in addition outside the ropes, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, <clears throat> Power Hour, Raw Radio, and all of our other programs indeed. First story of the night comes to us from Jeffrey Harris, who says Kevin Feig, Fey, I had to pronounce his last name, I'm not sure exactly, addresses why the Avengers in-game title was kept secret. Ooh, okay. As previously reported by 411 Mania, the Marvel Brain Trust was very tight-lipped over the title of the fourth Avengers movie. The title was kept a secret because it was said to be a major spoiler. However, most of the internet's guesses on the title were wrong, and it ended up being Endgame. The term was foreshadowed by both Doctor Strange in Avengers War and Tony Stark in Avengers Age of Ultron. <coughs> Marvel Studios head Kevin Feig recently spoke to the media at the Captain Marvel press day this week and addressed the title issue for Avengers Endgame, before this is via Walt Disney Studios. He says the following, well, I think I said, said, said that it all had gotten blown out of proportion to some extent, but it was a spoiler because if you knew Infinity War came out, the next, the next movie was called Endgame, and you know that there wasn't an ending to Infinity War. But that had been the title of the movie from the moment we, conce- we conceived of doing the two films, in, lar- in large part because it's seated right there. I mean, of course, it's seated in Ultron. Avengers, Avengers Endgame arrives in theaters on April the 26th, and here is an official synopsis of that movie. Following the devastating events caused by Thanos and Avengers of the Infinity War, things on Earth are looking dismal. After the power of the Infinity Stones decimated half the population, Thanos, played by Josh Brolin, has taken up the mantle as ruler of the universe, leaving the Avengers in ruin. The demigod will only expand upon his tyrannical rule unless someone manages to stop him. So with no time to mourn their losses, Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, Captain America, Chris Evans, and Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, must remain resilient and rally the remaining members of Earth's mightiest heroes and call on the services of Captain Marvel, of course, played by Brie Larson. Together, they must figure out a, a way to bring back their vanquished allies and defeat the Mad Titan or suffer a hopeless existence. J.D., what was your take about them finally revealing the title of the last, I guess this is considered not possibly the final Avengers movie? Is it the final Avengers movie as they say it is? I mean, will it be a big success? Will it be a big dud? We really don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch, however. I can tell you that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, any take on uh, any take on this? Well, I hope I hope it's not the end. 
Well, me neither. I mean, I, I was a big fan. I've been, I'm a big fan of what they have to do with comic books. I mean, um, I would definitely like to see another come out, but I mean, of course, I don't see what happens with that. Uh, <clears throat> next story, next story here. Speaking of Captain Marvel, Jeffrey uh, Harris brings us a story here about a Captain Marvel featurette showcases the title character uh, Carol Danvers' Air Force background. Interesting. Marvel and Disney released some new promotional videos and clips for Captain Marvel, which is finally due out in theaters next week. You can check out some new promo spots and a new short featurette below. The new featurette offers a look at Carol Danvers' background in the Air Force and working with the Air Force for the film's production. The other clip shows a brief footage of a fight involving Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, and Ben Mendelsohn's character. The latest Marvel Cinematic Universe entry arrives on March 8th, Finally, a week from this Friday. It's about time this comes up. Uh, the superhero film is directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck from the script by Meg Lafarve, Nicole Perlman, Geneva Robertson-Dwart, Liz Live, Flahive, I guess that's how you pronounce it, and Carly Meech, and also Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. It stars Brie Larson, Jude Law, Ben Mendelsohn, and Gemma Chan, Clark Gregg, Jimon Husso, Annette Benning and Lee Pace. And here is a hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Set in the 1990s, Marvel Studios Captain Marvel is an all new adventure, uh, previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that follows the journey of Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes. While a galactic war between two alien races reaches Earth, Danvers finds herself in a small cadre of allies at the center of the maelstrom. <clears throat> Uh, their uh, Captain Marvel's Twitter page at 11 a.m. on February 25th said, watch at Brie Larson take flight in this behind-the-scenes look at Marvel Studios' hashtag Captain Marvel, hashtag Monday Motivation. At 10 a.m. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, Captain Marvel Twitter page also posted, in 10 days witness the rise of a hero, Marvel Studios' hashtag Captain Marvel, is in theaters March 8th, get tickets, Fandango.com forward slash Captain Marvel. And at 2.04 p.m. Uh, <clears throat> on the 25th, uh, they, they, they post another one here on March 8th, Discover Your Power, get tickets to Marvel Studios, hashtag Captain Marvel now, Fandango.com forward slash Captain Marvel. J.D., are we finally going to be able to look forward to this latest installment from the, from the Marvel Universe? It's a good possibility. It's a very good possibility. We'll have to wait and see what happens, though. Uh, uh, John, your take here on this? Are we looking forward to seeing this movie? Yeah, I'd agree with J.D. on that. Okay, all right. And one more story I will bring to our attention. It came out yesterday. Of course, we're doing an all-Marvel uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us a story yesterday, but I'll read it today. Tom Cruise and James Cameron nearly cameoed in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Shocking. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse had a lot of cameos and Easter eggs, but one that didn't happen involved Tom Cruise and James Cameron. Yep, really. Speaking with forward <coughs> uh, uh, slash film, Scriptwriter Rodney Rothman said that at one point in the script, he almost put a scene that would have brought James Cameron and Tom Cruise into the movie. 
This setup is a touch convoluted, but it goes like this. Tom Cruise very nearly played, very nearly played Peter Parker in a Cannes film taken on Spider-Man in the 1980s. And James Cameron developed a film based on the character in the mid-1990s that fell apart. Although Sam Raimi incorporated some of Cameron's elements into his film, and the film does not make reference to the actual films that were made, but there's one point where, as Rothman says, there's a line from Doc Ock that's a very direct reference to Doc Ock's most famous line in Spider-Man 2. Rothman goes on to say that the subplot would have involved Miles learning how to be Spider-Man not from a comic book, but from watching an audio commentary featuring Cruz and Cameron. There was a movie version of there was a movie version of a movie about Spider-Man in Miles' universe about the real person Spider-Man, but it was a James Cameron directed movie with Tom Cruise as Spidey. Yes, he played Spider-Man. And it was James Cameron and Spidey and Tom Cruise on the audio and guest star the real Spider-Man. Obviously, that never came about. And as Rothman says, the fact that it's taken us almost three minutes to explain this idea to you gives you an idea of why it didn't make it in. J.D., would that have made an impact on, on this latest Spider-Man um, feature if that would have happened? It might have. I mean, it might have, but you never can tell, though. John, uh, your take here? I agree. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is, of course, Thursday for a little mania tonight. Of course, my contribution here on Outside the Ropes. And now let's see what JD has on hand with our box office report and also some sports updates here on episode 142 of OTR tonight. JD, go ahead, please. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World definitely was breathing fire and definitely was trained to be the number one movie of the week, however, knocking out Attila Battle Angel. And it did so, however, on a budget of $129 million. In its first week, it made anywhere between 55 to $57.5 million. Meanwhile, speaking of Attila, however, in its second week, however, it made $12.3 million and now has made $61 million on a budget of $170 million in just two weeks' time. Meanwhile, the Lego movie, the second part, however, made $9.6 million and dropped a spot from second to third, however, and has already made $83.2 million in just three weeks' time. Meanwhile, Fighting With My Family, the story about WWE superstar diva Paige starring Lena Headey and Vince Vaughn, however, and also starring WWE wrestler Selena Vega as AJ Lee uh, Brooks, if you will, however, finished in fourth this week with only a paltry $8 million, despite the fact some people said it came close to finishing it with $7.8 million. Meanwhile, Isn't It Romantic, however, dropped two spots, the fifth, however, mind you, as it made $7.1 million, and in two weeks' time has already made 33.9. Now, new movies coming out this week. Let's tell you about those real quick, however. Hold on a second. I just saw it here, folks. New movies coming out this week include the following, however. A Medea Family uh, Funeral, starring Tyler Perry as the Patriarch and Mike Tyson. Yes, THE Mike Tyson. A joyous family reunion becomes a hilarious nightmare as Medea and the crew travel to backwards Georgia where they find themselves unexpectedly planning a funeral that might unravel Vale's unsavory family secrets. Greta, starring Isabel Hopford and Chloe Grace Moritz, however, stars a young woman befriending a lonely widow who's harboring a deep, dark and deadly agenda towards her, if you will. Meanwhile, however, if you will, however, Climax, however, is Another movie coming out this week in a limited uh, theater, theater everywhere. French dancers gather in a remote, empty school building to re 
first on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a hallucinatory nightmare when they learn their sangria is laced with LSD. Let's just say. Meanwhile, however, in sports, however, it has been a crazy day in sports, however, and it all started, however, with 35-year-old cornerback, former uh, football player Adam Pacman Jones, who was arrested at an Indiana casino earlier this morning, however. According to jail records treated by the Cincinnati Inquirer in Eagle County 99.3, a radio station, however, in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Jones was arrested at nearby Rising Sun Casino, however, was booked into jail around 3 o'clock this morning for the report. The station later reported the arrest was for public intoxication and disorderly conduct, if you will. If that's not all, however, former Dallas Cowboy uh, superstar Randy Gregory, however, could be suspended indefinitely by the league for violating substance abuse, however. Gregory, 26, of course, however, fell in the 2015 NFL draft, however, due to a failed drug test and had issues with substance abuse ever since. He was suspended for the first four games of the 2017 season, however, violating the policy, and later was suspended 10 more games for a second failed drug test. He has played 28 games for over four years with the Cowboys and only three seasons during which he was active. Gregory told ESPN in a story published two months ago, however, that he had dealt with depression and mental health issues in 2017, however. Last season, however, he had six sacks, 15 QB hits, and 25 tackles, the largest outputs of his career, however. It was done over 14 games, another high after playing 12 games his rookie season, and only two in 2016. According to Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones, who spoke with reporters earlier today before news broke of Gregory's suspension, he will be out for 2019 at the very least, and his return to the team is not guaranteed whatsoever. Thank you very much there, J.D., for, for, your sports, for our sports updates and our box house report here for this evening. one 562 call ID 141-387-POUND. This is episode 142 of WWS Outside the Ropes for Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the human surface machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Uh, just a quick rundown here, just to let everyone know here. <clears throat> uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, don't forget WWS Wrestling Debate, as, of course, the Madness Kingdom will be, of course, talking about Raw and SmackDown from this past week. Of course, leading up here, of course, uh, some updates here, of course, on Fastlane. And uh, also talking about the latest induction to the WWE Hall of Fame, of course, Hockey Top Man. Other stores, of course, making the wrestling scene around Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, anything out there on the horizon. Of course, we'll definitely talk about it here and discuss it here intently on Wrestling Debate here tonight. Uh, 139-925-POUND uh, at 8 o'clock. So coming up here in, le- in a little more than an hour, folks. And coming up at 9 o'clock, don't forget, I'll be back on with WWS Revolution, 138055-POUND. Our live video feed from WCWS Nitro Thunder. We'll talk about, of course, the latest news and views and history and birthdays from, of course, around the world of wrestling. We'll give our thoughts and opinions, of course, on what was a kind of a mediocre, in my personal opinion, but, of course, some of us might have a much bigger word than that, edition of SmackDown last night. Uh, and we'll give our thoughts and opinions on all and all that, plus also any other stories we'll bring here to you. And also some wrestling extras and some other fun stuff will be taken care of as well. So Revolution will be back on. We'll be on 138055-POUND tonight at 9 o'clock right here in the radio network on TalkShoe.com. And also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of last night, I wanted to also announce that, of course, we did. We did, of course, officially 
announce our first inductee into the 2019 WWUS Hall of Fame. And, of course, I will announce this just in case everyone did not get a chance to hear it, of course, or didn't see the video um, at WWUS HIAF Alliance. I will go ahead and announce it again. That <clears throat> per myself and King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, of course, are, 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 of course, made these decisions here, of course, just a few days ago. Our first inductee going into the Hall of Fame was, of course, the mother of the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the grandmother of the next big thing, Caleb Dodds, WWUS's resident mama herself, Miss Christy Dodds, is the first inductee into the, our Hall of Fame here for 2019. Once again, our congratulations go out to Miss Dodds on receiving this uh, receiving this honor <clears throat> and ten, uh, receiving this honor, of course, and we welcome you to, of course, the hallowed halls of the WWUS Hall of Fame. And coming up next Thursday night on Revolution, we'll announce the second entry into our 2019 Hall of Fame, <clears throat> which, of course, like I said, we, ha we have several, we have two or three more to go, plus a real big announcement right there towards the tail end. Uh, we'll not reveal that until we can get to that week there, folks. So be sure to listen in, um, be sure to listen every Tuesday the next several weeks on Revolution. As we, of course, will continue to reveal, of course, our next inducting into the WWUS Hall of Fame. All right, gentlemen, we got about six right now at this time, it's seven minutes till uh, seven o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so I, so I, I ask, I ask you wholeheartedly. Uh, uh, um, I ask you wholeheartedly. Would you care to, like I said, uh, uh, Take, take care of the rest of our time here, of course, in the form of uh, something we haven't done in a while, and that is some uh, movie trivia questions. Or would you like to just stick with what we've been sticking with ever since ever since Christmas time, and that is, of course, the infamous Family Feud service. Movie trivia. Movie trivia. Movie, movie trivia. Okay, we can, we can. I think we can handle that uh, ah. tonight. A little bit change of pace here, and besides, we got two or three good. Surveys. I'm definitely going to say for Revolution tonight. So y'all going, y'all will definitely, y'all will definitely enjoy. Uh, uh, <clears throat> y'all will definitely enjoy some of these surveys here. Last night was not bad either. But uh, let's see what we let's see what we have here. Let's see me here, folks. Let me go ahead and uh, pull pull something up here. Um, Mm-hmm. 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 Let me see if we got any of that. Okay, come on. Must have something here. Uh, uh okay. I think we've got some. I think we have I think we may have I think we may have something. Hello, welcome to Walmart. May I help you? <laughs> all right yes all right yes i would i would i would like to i, I would like to i would like to walk around a, a fat woman with no shorts oh God. <laughs> okay sorry i'm sorry i can't <laughs> you've seen these things on on youtube they show these videos on walmart like this i mean on, on walmart on youtube like the, of, of people doing that at walmart so i mean it's crazy I even saw a video where a clip was uh, a clip showed a, a lady pointing point at the finger and say, "If this ends up on YouTube, you're gonna get sued." <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I didn't see the full. Clip. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he ever did or not. So uh, 
I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't, you get, hope he didn't get caught here. All right, I found something here. We can give it a try here. Uh, JD, uh, let's go to you first, my man. These are just random questions, guys. Random questions, but they're they're about movies. Okay, so keep this in mind. Okay. All right, JD, you're for, and there's no choices, guys. No choices. So okay. Just think very carefully. Just think very carefully. JD, who is the youngest best actor Oscar winner? Tatum O'Neill. Okay, Tatum O'Neill. Believe it or not, the answer was Adrian Brody, who was 29 years old when he won an Oscar for playing the role of Roman Polanski in The Pianist, making him the youngest actor to win in that category. Huh. Shocking. All right, John, uh, like I said, again, there's no choice to think about this very carefully. Who said this during their one and only Oscar acceptance speech? Listen to this very carefully. I think they gave it to me because I'm the oldest. I think John is thinking. Think gave it to me because I'm the oldest. Now, what was this? Where was this again? Who said this during their one and only Oscar acceptance speech? I'll repeat the phrase again. I think they gave it to me because I'm the oldest. All right. Hmm. Could it be Jessica Tandy? You say it was Jessica Tandy, and the answer is, holy crap, John, you got it. He, she was 80 years old at the time. Good, good, go, good going, John. Very nice. That was a good guess. That was an excellent guess. I would have. Yeah, I was. Man, I, I a lot. All right, J.D., here is your question. What woman has won the most Oscars? Uh uh who what was it again question sorry what woman has won the most oscars meryl streep hello Okay. All right. All right. I'm back. Hold on. I got. Okay. Okay. We're just, we're just... Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, but. Uh, uh... All right. I'm back. Okay. But I were, but but uh, you you repeat your answer. But I'm sorry. What woman has won the most? Meryl Streep. I said. Meryl Streep. That's a good answer. The answer. Edith Head. Joy, no matter head. 
She was a costume designer. She won eight Oscars, believe it or not. Believe it or not, JD, I will tell you, she was, one of the movies that she did, I can tell you this right offhand, was El Dorado, John Wayne. El Dorado. And believe it or not, you know the character, the one who designed the superhero outfit in The Incredibles, you know that character? That little, that little woman? Yeah. You know I'm talking about? It was inspired by this lady right here. I just by by, wow. by, by Edith. She has since passed away, though. But, but yeah. All right. Go ahead and ask John some questions. I'll be right back. I had to step out for a couple of seconds. I'll be right back. Okay, John. All right, John. You're gonna get you're gonna get two or three here on the in a row here, Buzz. And let's listen very carefully. John, what was Disney's first film to win an Academy Award? All right. Spider-Man? Okay, you said Spider-Man. The answer yep. was Flowers and Trees. It must be a very oh. old Disney movie. Must be a very old Disney movie. So, I mean, I... All right, all right, John, you get, you get another one here while we wait for JD to come back here. So, you get another opportunity here, bud. Uh, John, Bruce Willis played a time traveler in what 1995 movie? Daisy. No, 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 John, he stepped out. He just, he asked to take another, do another question. So this is yours. Okay. Um. All right. What was it again? I'll repeat it. Bruce Willis played a time traveler in what 1995 movie? Um, twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. You're correct. It was yeah. in fact twelve, twelve monkeys. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond joys got nuts. JD don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, JD, are you back with us? 
Never mind. Okay. All right, John, you get another question, bud. All right, listen very right. carefully. All right, John, in which popular Christmas film does Will Ferrell play an elf? Bad Santa. It was actually in the 2003 film Elf, where he uh, played a guy that, was, that was, he played the guy that he plays a guy that was raised as an elf. His name was Buddy. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, okay. What well, what else? Okay. Let's see. JD, are you back with us? No, he's still not back. Okay. All right, John, you get to go again, your bud. All right, listen, okay. to, listen to this. Listen to this very carefully. This is this is someone. This is an actor's real name. You got to tell me who he's better known by. In hot, right? Okay. There you go. All right, John. Carlos Estevez is better known as whom? Uh, don't know. Okay, that's, that's okay. The answer. Believe it or not, Carlos Estevez is better known as Charlie Sheen. Oh. JD, are you back with us? Still out there. I'm in the bathroom. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay so John, you, 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 you get to go in here, bud. You do, you're doing pretty, you're doing good. Don't worry about it. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. All right. All right. All right. And this is another one, John, but think about this very carefully. The 1959 film Some Some Like It Hot starred which bombshell actress? I'm like, huh? Um, Marilyn Monroe. You got it. It was, in fact, Marilyn Monroe. JD, are you back on with us? No, because I have diarrhea. Okay, I'm sorry, JD. Okay, I'm sorry about to hear that. <laughs> all right, all right, John. Think about this one. This one. Just think about this one very carefully. The movie The Wizard of Oz lost the Best Picture Oscar to what movie? Gone with the wind. You got it. It was gone with the wind. Attention, Jared and Geronimo. Are you back with us? Paging Jared and Geronimo. Jared and Geronimo, please report to the please report to the um, report to surgery immediately. You need to have your nuts reattached. Uh, <laughs> okay, that sounded crazy. That sounded sick. 
I'm back. All right. Whoa. Whoa. There he is. Okay. All right, JD. Here you go, man. You're on cue here. All right. Uh, JD, what are the only two Best Picture Oscar winning films that were based on Best Musical Tony Award winners? Cabarets One and Oliver. Cabaret and Oliver. My Fair Lady and The Sound of Music. Ah. Everywhere there's plenty more, or we can actually do one. Guys, I will also say we do have other, this page that I'm reading this off of, we do have other trivia. Animal trivia, Bible trivia, Christmas trivia, Disney trivia, easy trivia, food trivia, fun trivia, geography trivia, history trivia, kids, music, pop culture, science, sports, Star Wars. And this is actually games. good, though. You like you like you like, you like yep. this better? Well, yeah. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll keep on doing it this way then. Okay. All right, JD. We're going. We're. I think we did about John. How many did you answer? About five or six. Yeah. I think. Okay. Well, Jay, we're going to give you six right here. To, so we, you'll be even here. And you've had one, so you've got five left there, but So listen very carefully. JD, what 1979 film had a has a spaceship? Named Nostromo. <laughs> One of my favorites, Alien. You got it, Alien. All right, JD. Next one up here. Uh, uh, let's see, four more to go. JD, what movie sold the sold the most tickets of all time in the United States? Titanic. Believe it or not, Gone with the Wind. Hmm. About. Get this, about 208 million tickets have been sold. The U.S. population in 1939, when it was released, was 131 million people. Jesus. Huh. Yeah, I know. Let's see, I think you got three more left here. Okay. Uh, J.D., what movie starred Lee Marvin as two as twins named Kid Shalene and Tim Strong? The Dirty Dozen? Cat below, below, B, oh crap. Below, B-A-L-O-U. U, B-A-L-O, you know it. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I said, J.D., I think you got two more to go here, bud. All right, J.D., this one, I think I'll be fairly easy. And Back to the Future, how fast does a DeLorean have to go in order to, in order to time travel? 88 miles per hour. You got it. And your last one right here to before we swing swing it back over to John. JD, what was the first comedy to win the Best Picture Oscar? That would be, however, uh, I'm gonna say, however, the first comedy was uh, Annie Hall. You said Annie Hall. It was actually called it. It happened one night. One night with Mark Abel. Yeah, I should have known that. Yep. Nineteen thirty-four. Okay. <clears throat> okay, John, we're back to you here, sir. They were, now we're back on track here. John, here's your question: Who was the first actor to direct himself to a Best Actor Oscar? Say it again. <clears throat> Who was the first actor? 
to direct himself to a Best Actor Oscar. First actor, the what? Who was the first actor to direct himself to a Best Actor Oscar? Um, Lawrence Wahlberg. Say okay, Mark Wahlberg. Lawrence Olivier. Oh, 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 that's what you said. Lawrence, okay, that's what you were saying. I'm sorry. Lawrence Olivier for Hamlet in 1948. Huh, okay. Yeah. JD, we're back at you there, bud. Robin Williams won a Best, Best Supporting Actor Oscar for what film? Uh, the Fisher King. Goodwill Hunting. Okay, John. What famous actor made his film debut in A Nightmare on Elm Street? Johnny Depp. You're saying Johnny Depp. Nice job, John. Yeah, it wasn't bad, Johnny Depp. <clears throat> JD, in what Hitchcock film does Doris Day sing the Oscar winning song, K Sarah Sarah? Vertigo? The man who moved. Okay, we have to wait. Sorry, I have to pause for just a moment. Okay. The man who knew too much, JD, was the name of the movie. And JD, I'm not, JD, with all due respect, this movie was actually about you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. JD, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. No offense, my man. No offense. All right, John. What 1969 Western won Best Story and Best Song Oscars? Um, dang, I can't think. Wow. Yeah, we're right here. Can't think. You said you can't. You said you can't think. Can't think now. Okay. The answer is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. All right, next next page here. So we got 15 minutes to go here, folks, before we before before we close out the show tonight. <clears throat> uh, JD. Somewhere My Love is the theme song of what movie? What's the question? The song Somewhere My Love is the theme song of what movie? Pass. Okay. Dr. Zhivago. 
John, what character is the is the hero of the movie The si Silence of the Lambs? Okay. Movie character Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal um, Lecter. The Hannibal Lecter. It was as it was actually Clarice Starling, who was played by Jodie Foster in that movie. Oh. All right, JD. What actor is in both The Magnificent Seven and The Dirty Dozen? Yul Brenner. The Yul Brenner. Charles Bronson. Believe it or not. Uh, <clears throat> John, who was the first actor to receive a posthumous Oscar nomination? First actor? Who was the first actor to receive a posthumous Oscar nomination? Yeah, that too. Gerald <laughs> yeah. um, Okay. Actually, it was James Dean, East of Eden in 1956. No oh, way. Yeah. John, I mean, JD, what movie has the following line? Okay. I'll repeat it again, JD. I'm sorry. What movie has the following line you're going to need a bigger boat i know the line too we're going to need a bigger boat i want to say titanic but i know i'm wrong and i'm going to kick myself once i know the answer jaws uh john what 1954 film won eight oscars Was it on the waterfront? You are correct, sir. That's what it was. Nice job, John. JD, what are James Dean's three films? If you don't know him, I do. Well, it's your turn, JD. Oh, this is my question. It is your question. Uh, and I know it. East of Eden... Rebel Without a Cause, and Giant. You got it. That's it. I have Giant on DVD. Good movie, by the way. 
John, who were the first father and son to win Oscars for the same film? Oh, no. Okay. Walter and John Houston for the treasure of the Sierra Madre. Hmm. JD, what was the name of Bill Murray's character in Ghostbusters? Bankman, Dr. Peter Bankman. He got it, Peter Bankman. And also in the real Ghostbusters was voiced by the same guy who voiced Garfield. <laughs> Uh, John, what was the first Andrew Lloyd Webber musical to be filmed? Jesus Christ Superstar. You got it. Jesus Christ Superstar. Not bad, John. Very good. All right, next, next, next go around. We'll go around one more time here before we close up shop. JD, your turn right here. JD, what film is set in and around 17 Cherry Tree Lane, London, in 1910? Mary Poppins. You got it, Mary Poppins. <clears throat> John, what was the name of the witch in Disney's Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, I'll give it to you. That is kind of hard to pronounce. You got, I'll give it to you there. Yeah. I think wasn't that the one that Angelina Jolie played in, a, in, a, in the real thing, in a live action movie, I think, not too long ago? Which one? The, 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 witch, the witch from Sleeping Beauty. Didn't Angelina Jolie play her in a movie not too long ago? Yeah, she played Laura Craft Tomb Raider, I thought, didn't she? Yeah, but she also played the the one the, the I can't pronounce it. it started with an M, but it was the witch that was featured in the animated Sleeping Beauty. But she did a live, but she did a live action version. I thought of of, of that Mouth Maleficent. I guess I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. All right, JD, what what romantic comedy has the following line? I'll have what she's having. When Harry met Sally. You got it. Now we know that. <laughs> John, John, what was the? That was uh, that was uh, Rob Reiner's mom actually in the movie too. Was the one that said that? Yep. Oh, okay. John, what was the first Disney animated film based on the life of a real person? I did, I did, I'm sorry, John. I, I, I couldn't hear no, you. John, I'm sorry. I still didn't hear him. What was it? 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay. That's a good answer. It was actually it was it was actually Pokemon My Hunters. Poka JD's Hunters. Poka your Hunters. Poka my Hunters. Okay. All right, JD. I think you might know this one. Who played Norman Bates in Psycho? Anthony Hopkins. Or Perkins. Perkins, Ooh. sorry. Perkins. Perkins. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get you, you. I, I was getting I ready. Yeah, I was gonna say I knew it. I just I was saying anything. I just yeah. You got it. Yeah, you you got it. But you got it. Okay. All right, John. Next up here, John. What was the name of Gene Hackman's character in the movie The French Connection? Um. What was that again? What was the name of Gene Hackman's character in the movie The French Connection? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you got it. Popeye Doyle. That's right. That was his name. Huh. JD, um, Marnie Nixon did what for Deborah Kerr, Natalie Wood, and Audrey Hepburn? She, uh, Became the first uh, woman to win an Academy Award. She actually dubbed their singing voices. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> John, the character Marion Crane died famously in what film? Um, I'm Pat. Psycho. Yep, the shower scene in Psycho. Yeah, you, you got it. JD, what 1948 classic film was advertised as greed, gold, and gunplay on a Mexican mountain of malice? The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. You got it. That's it. John, what is the name of Kevin Costner's character in Field of Dreams? Um, Ray Kinsella. That's it. All right, guys, we'll 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 try this one again here some uh, next week. Then we'll we'll do we'll use this date next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, gentlemen, anything you wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? Nope. Nope. We will see okay. you all right all right john i'll talk at you later on here on revolution and have a good time on debate all right thank you very much there john 
on that note here, folks, we want to thank you very much for joining us for episode 142 of Outside the Ropes. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared Geronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for coming in tonight, giving us their take, of course, on everything going on here in the, in the world of pop culture. Cut, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in about 30 minutes, don't forget the episode of the U.S. Wrestling Debate. As the Madness Keaton will be talking about everything, of course, like I mentioned before, what happened with Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, of course, uh, some key points from both, of course, uh, not really not really pleasant in our eyes, but like I said, there'll be a lot of talk here and there about, about what took place. Also, of course, uh, some uh, announcements here, of course, concerning Fastlane. Also, of course, we'll talk about the latest induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. Also, some stuff pertaining to AEW and also some other stories involving Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, you name it, of course, anything around the Western world. Of course, coming up in about 30 minutes, 139-925-POUND. Don't forget to join me here in about 30 minutes. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on for our next edition of Revolution, of course, with a live video feed from WCWS Nitro Thunder, news and views, history and birthdays, and also <clears throat> more talk about uh, – um, of course, I'll talk about Smack, last night's edition of SmackDown, plus some other stories making the rounds here, um, and uh, some other fun stuff we'll be taking, we'll be doing as well. So don't forget, coming up at nine o'clock, one three eight zero five five pounds for that. Outside of the ropes, episode one forty two is a broadcast of WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain. Your pop culture connection. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves and each other. Here, folks, we'll see you next week for episode 143 of Outside the Ropes. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network, right on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. Take care of the rest of the evening, of course. Or, like I said, please sure to join us on Debate in 30 Minutes and Revolution at 9 o'clock. This has been the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night, everyone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.